Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week. Another week of it's personal. I hope and pray that everybody is doing well and God is keeping you in perfect peace. But we should be thankful each and every day. You know, I, uh, I've been in the office every other week uh, since the start of July. And this is my last week at home before I go back to campus the next week. And you know, I've just been thinking ever since the start of this pandemic back in March, and here we are at the end of July, and we're still dealing with the same situation, but even now it's more dangerous. And I just think back and we give God thanks for the people who have gotten sick from this COVID-19 and they have recovered. We give God thanks and praises for you for bringing you through your situation. Then our hearts also go out to those who lost their lives due to the sickness of COVID. And then, you know, I've thought over everything that I've done ever since the month of March, everywhere that I've been, everything that I've done to continue to move the word of God forward. And here we are still at the end of July and I still have not shown a sign of COVID. We, 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 we give all praises to God because he is a God who he will not only protect us, but he will also guide us. And uh, if you are a person who was diagnosed, but you made it through, you got a praise on your lips. If you are a person who, who has not been sick throughout this whole endeavor, you have a praise on your lips. So right now, I don't want you to wait until you get back into a building to give God thanks, to give God praise, to worship him. You ought to take a second out of your time right now just to give God thanks for how good he's been, for how for how well he has kept you and your family in perfect peace. We need to stop trying to wait to the perfect time to do things that we owe God anyway. We owe him all the praise and the glory each and every day of our lives. So stop waiting until you are in a right environment as you think. You don't have to be in a certain environment. I'm back here in the back of my house giving God praises and thanks and glory for everything he has done for me and my family. And here I am still 
still trying to give you the word of God. I thank God for technology. I thank God for being able to do things virtually. And it's only by God's grace that we are still able to live our lives each and every day. He owe it. We owe it to him right now. And you ought to give it to him. You ought to give it to him. Just thinking about how good God has been, you ought to give it to him. He deserves it. He deserves it, but oh, we I could stay right there all day, all day. But I want to talk to you today about Lord remove the veil. V-E-I-L. Lord, remove the veil. Coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Lord, remove the veil. Shall we pray? Father God, Lord, we thank you for bringing us to see this day, oh God, Lord, we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. We asking and praying that you forgive us for all of our sins, knowing and unknowing. Lord, we pray that you continue to guide us, Lord. You continue to show us the way, Lord. You continue to point us in the direction that we should be going in, oh God. We just thank you for everything and just for you being God. We thank you for sending your son, Lord. We thank you for being able to understand and, and live and do the word of God, Lord. We pray that you continue to help us to get better and better at following your word, oh God, Lord, we need you right now, Lord, we praying right now, we praying for the parents, we praying for the students, we praying for the kids right now, we praying for the leaders right now, we praying for the churches right now, we praying for the pastors right now, we praying for the ones that are incarcerated, Lord, we praying for the justice system right now, Lord, we are praying for everybody, everything that is living right now, oh God, we need you today, oh God. We need you, oh God. We, we, we are crying out to you. We understand that we can't do it without you. And Lord, we need you right now. So Lord, we pray that you touch every school, every administrator, every teacher, every classroom, every desk, every assignment, every sheet of paper, every bus seat, every bus driver, every bus. Lord, we are praying for the safety. of everything that's about to start up here in America. But Lord, we trust you in all things. We believe and we have hope that everything is going to be all right. So, Lord, I pray that you open up our hearts and minds, their hearts and minds, to receive your word. Lord, touch my heart and my mind to give this word to your people. I say this prayer in your darling son, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, remove the veil. <laughs> The 
deal means a piece of fine material that conceals the face. A face covering. Right now, look at us in America, in Oxford, in baseball, in Mississippi. A lot of people have a cover over our mouth to where it's covered up. And I don't know about you, but I've been going places and people have been speaking, but with these doggone masks on our face, I don't know who people are. And I'm wondering how in the world can they recognize me, but I can't recognize them. But Lord, remove the veil and just like that's covered up, when it comes to our spiritual lives, a lot of us, if we look back, we've had some veils. And if we be honest, we still have some veils today. But I've just been looking at this and studying this and just trying to dissect this because before you can understand and want to do better, you have to first want God to remove the veil to where you are aware that the only way that you're going to get better is by him first working in your life. And his first work is touching your heart and your mind to receive the word of God. That's the reason why I pray every time before we get started. Lord, I pray that you, you touch their hearts and their minds to receive the word of God because there is no telling what you are doing as you are listening to this. There is no telling what you did before you started listening to this. And, and if you did something that wasn't of God, you are starting off this lesson with a veal over your heart. So it's important. It's important, it's important to ask God, Lord, remove the veil. Anytime you're going to do something for God, God, Lord, remove the veil. I don't care. And, and, and you don't have to just be doing something for God. It can just be you in your daily life. Lord, remove the veil. Lord, show me another area of my life. Show me another area of my life that that I need to work on. Lord, show me another area of my life that I have not seen that, that needs improvement, oh God, because he is able to remove the veil, but you have to want to see the issue. You have to want to see it, and that takes humility to want to see your issues. But we're going to jump in this 2 Corinthians, here in the first two verses, Paul was just talking about his ministry. Paul was just saying, look, basically he's coming in truth. He's not coming with craftiness. He's not coming with tricks. He's not trying to deceive no one. And, 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 and this is where I stand. I'm, you all are listening. Uh, I'm not trying to deceive you. I'm not trying to trick you. 
I'm just trying to give you the living word of God. And after that, Paul went down and he said, look, look, we are bringing the good news. When we were in the building, we would preach, we would teach, we would have some there that wanted to receive the word of God, but then we would have some there who, who just there. Who are just there going through the motions and, and we are praying for everybody, but we are saying a special prayer for the ones who are lost. But Paul is saying, look, he said, the good news is being preached, but it's being hidden. So somebody said, what? Paul is saying the good news, the word is being preached, but it's being hidden. But somebody's wondering, well, how in the world is it being preached, but it's hidden? Paul said, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it's, 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 so, so somebody's wondering, how is the word hidden, but it's preached? It's because of blindness in your life that is controlled by a thing or someone who does not want you to see the light. Paul said, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. So the gospel message is being preached, but basically what Paul is saying, everybody is not receiving it. And when you look at the church, we preach sermons, but everybody is not receiving it. We teach lessons, but everybody is not receiving it. On campus, when I'm teaching kids, everybody is not receiving it. And their grades show that they're not receiving it. But the problem is why? Why is it that they are not receiving it? Why is it that they are in the same place with other people who are growing, who are learning, who are doing better, but these certain people just don't seem to understand. Paul, Paul said, Sanford, I have the answer. Paul said, Sanford, Satan. <laughs> Satan, who is the God, lowercase g, the God of this world. Paul said, Sanford, Satan has blinded the minds. Are you blind? Are, are, are you blind? Can you see? Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. And at the end of verse 3, Paul made it clear. Look, everybody is not in the same category. Well, somebody said, well, what do you mean? He said, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Only from people who are unbelievers. Only from people who do not want to repent, only from people who do, does not believe there's a heaven or a hell, only from people who refuses to do the things and the will of God. 
But why? Why is it? Because they are blinded by Satan. Because Satan realized that if they see the light, if they see the light, he has no more control in their lives. He has no more control in their life. And I don't know about you, but I hate when the lights go off. Some people like it, but look, I hate when the lights go off. And the first time I see the light flicker trying to come back on, I'd be like, oh, Lord, come on, Lord, come on, Lord, bring the light back on. I hate when the lights go off, especially at nighttime. Why? Because I'm a country boy and I love to hear my fan roar. But here we, 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 we're, we're talking about light and being blinded. We're talking about seeing uh, 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 that's the reason why the son said, I once was blind, but now I see everybody that sings that song has a personal experience with blindness. Everybody does not have a physical experience, but everybody does have a spiritual experience. Let me say it again. I like that. Everybody does not have a physical experience, but everybody has a spiritual Experience with blindness. Paul said they are unable to see the glorious light. They are unable to see God's grace. They are unable to see his mercy. They are unable to see his peace. They are unable to see God's love for them. Because they are blind. If I was in a place I didn't know where to go, I would want to have some light to know where to go and where not to go. And I, I just want to stop and let somebody know there is light. In this word of God, there is light in scripture. There is light in our spiritual lives. There is a God that wants to take us to a better place. But you have to pray for yourself. Lord, remove the veil. Lord, remove the veil. Lord, I, I want to see. Lord, I'm, trying, I'm tired of being stuck in this place, Lord, I want to see. Lord, expose me for who I really am. Lord, I want to see myself because the only way I can get better is by seeing first who I am. And that is a veil in our life. When, when we learn more about ourselves, and look, when God show you who you are, we should accept it because there we show him that, Lord, I know I don't have it all together. I know I don't have it all together. And, and, and somebody wondering, oh, Sanford just be getting so involved with this. Sanford just be uh, uh, hollering and yelling. You don't know how good God has been to me. And when I saw the light and as I see the light, the louder I get for God. The more I see him, the more I experience him, the louder I get for God. Look, this is my last week in my 20s. The Lord has brought me 29 years 
And if it's his will next week on the 4th, I will be 30 years old. And, and, and look, I'm telling you, everything after 30, it just get greater. But I have experienced life. I have experienced God. And he's the reason why I'm the way I am when it comes to him and doing his will. But I once was blind. I, I, I once didn't understand. I, I once refused to hear the ways of God. I, I once refused to hear sermons. I once refused to hear teachings. Why? Because I was blinded. Was it so hard to say? I once was blind, but, but now. I once was blind, but now. I see, so, so Paul said, Stanford, he said, the people who are blinded, the people who are perishing, they're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ. They don't fully understand what Jesus did for them. They refuse to understand what Jesus does for us and what he did for us. Look, this man, he died for my mistakes. He died for my wrongs. Look back over your life. What have you done wrong in your life? Look, he died for it. Who died for it? Jesus, he died for it. That's the reason why you can hold your head up. That's the reason why you can thank God for his grace and his mercy because Jesus, he died for it. For God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son. Look, he died for it. That's the reason why you say, Lord, remove the veil because you did something for me which I did not even deserve. Lord, remove the veil. Lord, I get it. Lord, I want to do better. And Lord, it's only you that can remove the veil. It's, it's only you that can help me to get to the next level. So, I have a question for you. What veils do you have in your life today? If you was in Sunday school class, I would tell you to think about it to yourself. But what veils do you have in your life today? In order for us to get to a higher place, in order for us to get to another place, we have to be fully aware of where we stand, of who we are. So you need to ask that question. Ask yourself that question. Ask God that question. What bills do I have in my life today? Some stuff we have looked over so, so much to where we don't feel we have many bills. 
But I promise you, if you ask God, your views are things that you need to work on, that you maybe put on a back burner or things that you know you need to improve on, but you just refuse to improve on. Tell me why. Why do you, why do you refuse to get better? Why do you refuse to enhance your life? Why, why do you refuse to build a strong relationship with God in your life? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because you're blinded. You don't want to see it. You satisfied with where you are. God can use you doing that. So every day that you wake up, you need to just go to God and just say, Lord, remove the veil. Lord, I want to see the light. Lord, I, I want to be better. Lord, I want to receive everything it is that you have for me to receive. Just got to say, Lord, remove the veil. And I promise you, he's a faithful God. And he's able to remove the veil. So it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. It has been a blessing. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope this carry you a little bit farther in your walk with God, with Christ. Uh, I will continue to pray for you all. You all continue to pray for me. Uh, I live to see 30. It only gets better. I have a lot of things I've thought about and uh, God has put on my heart to do and you know, it's just one day at a time, one day at a time. If it comes to fruition, it does. And um, I don't think about one thing, maybe early next year, but we shall see. We shall see. I'm just going to keep praying to God and get guidance on it and uh, write some more things out. Uh, because whatever it is, I want to glorify God in everything. So you all just pray for us. It's been a blessing. This is my last week at home. Next week I hit it full throttle. Uh, teaching students, well, students don't come back next week, but uh, getting ready to teach and getting ready to advise over 300 students again. So you all pray for me and my safety. I will continue to pray for you all. Uh, you all keep God first. Keep trusting him. Keep believing in him. Pray for the parents and the teachers and the students all over the world for their safety and their protection. So smile because you are alive. Smile because you have your health and your strength. Smile because it could be worse. And lastly, smile because it will get better. Be blessed.